Welcome to Echo Online Service. We are thrilled to have you joining us today. We are in week one of our UP series. We believe that God is calling us to get up and get going. If you are new to watching, here's what to expect. <laughs> a few worship songs from our awesome Echo Band, a message from Pastor Andy, and a time of response. If you call Echo home, you know that we love to be generous. A simple yet profound scripture that touches on this is Proverbs 11.25. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So not only does the scripture say that God blesses those that give with more, but it goes on to say that when you are giving to others, you are actually receiving. This is how we are called to live. And I wanna encourage you today, if you have never gave before, to step out. To step up and see how God moves in your life. Simply head to our website, text any amount to 84321, or you can use the Church Center app. If you call yourself a Christian, but you have not yet been baptized, we wanna invite you into the waters. Water baptism is a physical action that represents an inward movement. At Echo, we call it Flood Sunday. Our next Flood Sunday is March 21st. If you're interested in being baptized, simply email hey at wearetheecho.church and we will send a form your way. Thanks again for joining us and we hope you enjoy Echo Online Service.
God will move it when we have faith in Christ Jesus. We will see him do it again and again and again. So right now, Father, we just ask that we may enter into your presence this morning, that we would have faith to know that you are here and moving, that you are able to move any obstacle in our way, Jesus, to fulfill your will in our lives.
God, we are so grateful for your goodness. You're so grateful for your grace. That we've seen you move time and time again, God, and we believe you're gonna keep moving. We thank you that we can gather together, God, and just declare your goodness. doing that uh, I'm gonna look at the camera right there and you know online community we love you and we just want to just say be blessed today be encouraged and we're praying for you and so can we also say hi to our online community I was looking at some of those analytics yesterday or something like that we got a couple people watching from Switzerland so I need to become friends with them and go snowboarding, so that would be absolutely amazing, which, which transitions really well into the brand new series that we're starting today called Up. And if you were here a couple weekends ago, uh, you heard it. It's, it the word up is, is, in essence, echoes word of the year. It's something that we want to embrace. It's a message that we feel like the Lord is speaking to us about. And it really just comes from this one idea that at the end of a portion where Jesus was just kind of telling uh, his vision to his disciples and where he was heading and where they were not, you know, at, at, at that point, uh, he looked at them after this kind of downer message that he was going to leave earth. And he said, you know what, get up, let's get going. And, and that's, the, that's the attitude that I want to adopt in 2021. I want all of us to kind of have this tenacity, this, this grit, and this desire to say, you know what, 2020, we might have sat down for a bit. We've, we've navigated through that year, but this is the year where we stand up, and we follow Jesus, and we get up, and we do something special here in Rochester. Can I hear an amen? amen. And so, honestly, brand new series. We're glad that you would tune in, and that you would come here, and um, and the word up is a fascinating word. I, I don't know if you've ever paused and uh, any, in, in, any English teachers in the room, but it's absolutely a fascinating word. In fact, it's one of the most versatile words in the English dictionary. Uh, you know, me as a grammar student, a fail student, um, I have done some research, uh, and I've noticed that up can be a noun. That up can be an adverb, or adverb, up can be an adjective, and up can even be a gesture if you just add a word and a finger along with it. Uh, yeah. Okay, bad joke. Okay. Some of you are like judging me right now. I know, I know, I know your past is not clean. Come on. Got real people here. But up is a versatile word, and, and I'm just wondering if we could be a people that become versatile. That when God speaks to us, when, when we're reading his word and he's beginning to lead us, that we could be as versatile and willing to step into God's word or God's will. 
And so, honestly, I just want to inspire you. I want to inspire us to get up and let's get going. And in Acts 26, 16, it says, now up on your feet. I have a job for you. I have handpicked you to be a servant and a witness of what's happening today and what I'm going to show you. And that's the message that, that you know, as we, I, I, honestly, just for the next month or so, as we continue to come back to this idea of up, man, I just want you to remember that, that God is calling you by name. He's saying, let's get up, let's get going. He's got a special job. The question is, is are we actually gonna get up and get going? This is the message for 2021. I believe God is calling us higher. And yet he's calling us deeper. It's kind of a kind of a, a little bit of a paradox there, but I believe that God is calling us higher and he's calling us deeper. As I was thinking about this concept, I had the image of a mountain. And I love mountains and 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 sometimes I forget uh, that but when I went to Denver last week and I was on top of the mountain, and I was looking, I just began to remember the vastness of God's creation, the goodness of God's creation, and, and, and really this transcendent direction that we're all leaning and desiring to go with God. I mean, I, I, just as I was uh, thinking here, I think about like, I grew up in central Wisconsin, okay, and there are a few hills, but y'all know there are no mountains. We live in Minnesota, right? There are no mountains. And as a kid, I remember when the, when the clouds would be perfectly placed in the horizon, I would pretend as if they were mountains. Anybody else do that? And, and it's such a beautiful picture of where God, I believe, is calling us and, and, and obviously a longing uh, that was placed in my heart that one day we'll plant a church where there's a mountain, right? Anybody want to go? Send me, Lord, send me. Okay, and a beach, yep. Well, and that, transitionally, that actually works perfect because at the same time, I have this image of the mountain and that's where God's calling us, but yet he's calling us to the depths of the sea. Yeah. He's calling us to the, the depths uh, and the deeper places within what God wants us to understand and to experience. And, and uh, I got that image of an ocean and this idea that you know, oceanographers tell us and their study, that the oceans are actually deeper than the mountains are high in this world. And I want us to just kind of just pause and let that, that imagery kind of steep within our soul that God is calling 2021 to be this year where he's calling us higher, but yet he's calling us deeper. I believe we've only seen part of what God wants us to see as his people. 1 Corinthians 13, a fitting chapter for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Verse 12, it says, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Come on, someone's got to adopt that for 2021 as we go higher with Jesus and yet we go so deep that God is just calling us to a place that we've never been. I sense that God is calling you by your name, that God is calling you to get up and now let's get going. Anybody agree with that? Let's go. 
And so today I want to open up uh, to a simple scripture uh, and a story in the book of John, chapter 5. Uh, it's really, honestly, a pretty short message, but I believe it's a message that God wants to just kind of like crack this door open to go a little deeper, go a little higher in the next few weeks as we continue to press into what God wants to do in our life in 2021. John, first, uh, John 5, verse 1 says, sometime later, Jesus went up. Can we do something fun like during this month? If I say up, can you make, like, is there, can you go, woo, okay? I, 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 like, just, you know, like, I probably, are, I'm going to say it, and you're going to surprise me, and honestly, you know, I'm getting bored with myself at the moment, so please help me. Uh, so we'll try that again, okay? Sometime later, Jesus went up. Woo! <laughs> That's funny. I felt like we were on a roller coaster. Woo! Let's try that again, okay? Uh, sometime later, Jesus went up. Okay, okay. To Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, or now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Some would call it porches. In verse 3, it says, Here a great number of disabled people used to lie. Many, a great number of people would, uh, that are disabled used to lie there. The blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. As I was looking at this scripture and just kind of trying to dive deeper into what the Lord was trying to say to us as individuals, but yet uh, as echo uh, collectively, uh, I thought it was remarkable that, that this place is called Bethsaida. And if you were to look at the meaning of that word, it means house of mercy. That the context in which Jesus is walking into is he's walking into this place that should remind the listeners that guess what? We are stepping into the house of mercy. And where this house of mercy is, there's a bunch of hurting people, there's the sick. There's the blind, there's the lame, and there's the paralyzed. I think what's interesting is archaeologists have found a similar pool in Jerusalem, and and as they dug it up, they found that this pool was 20 feet deep and about the size of a football field. And so just go back and just imagine, you know, bringing yourself to this place where there's hundreds of people potentially that that fit that bill. And this is kind of their place. This is their place where they're just kind of hoping something might happen that would change their outcome. And this is what Jesus steps into. Now, interesting enough, that word disabled is also could be translated sick and that blind, lame, and paralyzed. I went and looked at some of those Greek words and, and maybe some deeper meanings of that. And uh, that word sick could also be translated powerless. The word blind, I, I love this, uh, this, this imagery. It, 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 could be, it could be translated darkened by smoke. There's almost this haze. This Greek word for lame could be translated limping. And this last word paralyzed could be translated as withered or dry. 
some of you are like, Andy, why are you telling me this? Is because I want you to put yourself in this story. I mean, we just walked into the house of mercy. You know what I'm saying? We walked into the presence of God. And a lot of times when we read scripture, we can look at this and go, well, I don't relate to that. I'm fine. I'm okay. But what if we would just take a moment and as I'm reading this story, would you just place yourself next to the house of mercy and begin to just look within and ask that question, Lord, am I powerless? Is my vision darkened by smoke? Am I walking through life with a limp or an edge? Or quite honestly, am I spiritually dry? Am I disconnected to what's going on? I believe for good reason that you are here and that God is trying to just say, woohoo, I'm trying to get your attention. Who are you? Where are you? And honestly, how long have you been there? Are you a person that's powerless? Are you a person that your vision is darkened? You're lost. You don't know where you're going. Are you, are you limping through life? Are you, is, are you just dry and weary? And verse five, it says, one, uh, there was one who was there that had been, uh, there was a person there that was, had been an invalid for 38 years. Years. I ask you that question, how long have you been here? I think if we're not careful, we can sit at this pool for a long, long time. And there was a man who had been an invalid for 38 years sitting at this pool. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he simply leaned into him and said this, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? And that's my question to you today is if we can be honest with ourselves, and if we can relate to anybody sitting next to this pool, if we can relate to one of those conditions, how long have we been there? And Jesus wants to ask you today, do you want to get well? When Jesus is asking you, will you go higher? Will you go deeper? Are we actually going to do that? Or do we just want to stay in the st- our current state and we're, we're okay with not being okay for the rest of our life? Do you want to get well? What an odd thing to ask someone who's been sick for 38 years. At the same time, what an appropriate question. See, what I've experienced in life and what I know is we get comfortable in our own conditions. We get comfortable in our own pains. We get comfortable in our own unforgiveness. We get comfortable in our own employment from time to time, right? We get comfortable in to what we know. If we're not careful, we become comfortable in our dysfunctions. We become comfortable in our denial. We get comfortable in our sickness. And what we do is we just slowly await death that's imminent. Again, some of you are like, Andy, way to be an upper today. (laughs) Ah, you got that one. 
I just don't want to stay where I am at. We're in the house of mercy today. And we can get really comfortable here. We can kind of have that checklist of knowing what to expect, knowing where this service might go, we get comfortable checking in our kids. Can, can we all thank Sam today? I don't want to sit in the house of mercy and not know why I'm here. I want 2021 to be a year when I walk into Echo or I'm watching this online, that I walk in with intentions. And my intentions are this, to get well. Last week, I held this big jelly belly jar up. One of my favorite little slogans to say, jelly belly jar. And it illustrated 31 years of our life. And I made this simple statement. If we're not careful, if we're not intentional, we will walk through the next 31 years of our life and we'll get to wherever we get to. And we look on our shelf and realize that we've never opened up the jar and actually dug deeper into what God wants us to experience. I want to be a people that's intentional. I want to be a person that hears God. And when he says, let's go, I want to get up and get going. And I just sense that God is saying that. He's saying, let's get going. I purposely didn't say that word. <laughs> Verse seven, it says, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool. And when the waters are stirred, when I try to get in, someone else always gets in front of me. And I'm just wondering if this would be the day we just set aside all of our excuses. We set aside some of those unhealthy expectations and, and that are getting in the way. And we just simply submit to God and say, God, this is the house of mercy. This is where I'm at. And God, I just want to simply receive what you want to give me. I think a lot of times when God is doing something, we miss it because we have an expectation. And when he comes and does something in our life, we just don't see it because we thought it would look something different. And I just sense that as, this, as Jesus walks into this man's scenario, and he's been there for 38 years, and he's honestly just grown comfort, comfortable in his sickness, that, that he's almost thrown off because he didn't expect that his healing might come through a man instead of a pool or a place. Verse 8, it says, And Jesus said to him, Get up. Pick up 
your mat and walk. You just close your eyes, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. If you're driving, don't. Some of you have walked into this place and you're sick. You're walking with a limp. You're dry. Your vision is darkened and jaded. Your perspective is not healthy. And Jesus is here today and he wants to just simply ask you, do you want to be healed? Jesus, today we just submit our lives to you. Some of us, we've We've just kind of gone through the motion and today is the day that that rhythm is broken. And I sense that you're here to break strongholds. God, you're, you're here to break some chains that have bound us for years. God, I sense that you are in the business of doing a miracle today. God, some of us, we, we've come in here, God, and, and we've come in here with, with physical ailments. We've come in here with mental or emotional baggage, God, or hang-ups. Uh, God, some of us have come in here with just experiences in the past, and today is the day that, God, you want to give us a fresh start. So, God, we open our hands open. And a posture of receiving. Whatever you have, we will take. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name. In verse 9, it said, At once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat and walked. Which, by the, way, by the way, he was healed and he was carrying his mat on the Sabbath. God is looking at us and the state in which we are, and he's just simply saying, get up. Let's get going. That man was faced with a few questions. Was he going to choose his comfort or was he going to follow God's calling? You are faced with a few questions, a few, a few obstacles in following Jesus because what you have to understand to trust God is to risk again. To follow God is to leave our own way behind. To get up is to defy reason and rhythms of our past. Quite frankly, if God said it, I want to be a person that does it. 
I want to sit in this moment just for a few, a few minutes. As we did last week, I want to do this again. I, I want to set aside what man can say and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you individually. And so just across this room, I don't know if you got your phone or you got a journal, or you got a Bible, but I just sense that God is moving significantly and he's in the business of doing a miracle. He's wanting to make a moment and create this time with you to just put a fingerprint into your soul that would ultimately change you forever. And I just don't wanna miss this moment. God, I just come here, we come here once again, I'm praying. I know I prayed once before, God, but I come and I just say, have your way. God, I know you're calling us to the, high, the heights of the mountains and to the depths of the oceans. And God, both of those are hard places. There are no roadmaps, but you are the compass. And today we lean into that. Will you direct us? Would you whisper? Would you speak to us? And would you confirm that through your word as we choose to follow you? In Jesus' name, amen.
I've spent a lot of time studying the man at the pool, personally. And there was this thought that angels kind of flapped in the water and people had to rush out where that was and they would get healed. And so I want you to picture this, right? There's a whole, let's just say it's this many people, however many this many is, and they're all looking this way towards the fountain. And Jesus had to be in the back because nobody else notices. They're all looking this way. And the answer to everything they're looking for is walking in the back. And one person gets healed. All these people need it and one person gets it. Because they're looking in the wrong direction. Jesus walks right by, heals one man. And this is what I find really interesting. Just picture all these people that need healing. Jesus heals the man, the man leaves, and Jesus isn't mobbed immediately afterwards. I don't think anybody else got healed that day because they were looking in the wrong direction. Now, one thing we like to do here at Echo is we like to say a prayer. And it's a prayer to try to pursue the right direction. Let's be willing to be the man in the back who was making excuses. I love that Pastor Andy called that out. He's making excuses for why he's not going to do it, why he can't get healed. Nobody's there to push him into the water when the right time is. Guess what? Jesus is here right now and wants to meet you where you're at. He wants to meet me where I'm at. So let's do this. We're going to say this prayer together. For some of you, you've spent your whole life looking this way. And today can be the moment that we notice Jesus walking by in the back. So let's say this prayer together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. Accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me. In Jesus' name and his authority, amen. Let's celebrate some new people to the faith today. Come on. I want to give an encouragement as well. There's, some, there's a group of people that pray before service. And today a prayer was said, and it really, I just, I want to just throw this encouragement out there. If your marriage is struggling, there are people that were praying for you today. Right now in this place, there were people this morning at 8.15 praying for your family today. You do not have to do that alone. I was thinking about the up part, right? The series. Just reach out to somebody, please. Don't do this alone. I, think there's a, I was talking with a client this week that's going through divorce. And I think there's this belief that you're on an island and nobody's going through what you're going through. Guess what? There are a lot of people and maybe some people just on the other side that can kind of help pull you along and get you to the other side. So just be encouraged today.